1929, the Shane family opened our first jewelry store. Even then, we were intent on being different. We wanted to be more than a jeweler. We wanted to be a friend. Our intentions haven't changed. When you visit Shane Company, you're treated like a friend, and your purchases come with the best warranty in the industry. You can be assured we'll always be here for you. Most jewelers will charge you for their warranty. Our warranty is free for a lifetime and even covers the center stone. We're able to offer you an unparalleled warranty because of the quality of our jewelry. Whether it's an engagement ring, a wedding band, a stunning necklace, earrings, or a bracelet, the structure and design of our jewelry ensures it will last a lifetime because that's what a friend would do. Now you have a friend in the jewelry business, Shane Company and Shaneco.com. I just wanted to point out that the, uh, oh, it's Bob Saget, by the way, uh, that the, the, I'm not narrating how I met your mother. It just sounds like that, doesn't it? I, I just wanted to say that this is an incredibly difficult time. Um, like you don't know it, right? You're either watching the news all day and uh, filling yourself with uh, anger and pain and um, or you're distracting yourself and, and, and zooming through what internet you can or watching a movie or binging or just sitting outside or talking with friends. I just hope you're all still practicing some safe distancing because this has put a this is literally clouded COVID-19 because it's a much bigger issue as big as COVID-19 is which is the death of people and incredible sickness which I hope none of you have to go through and those that have been affected um, thoughts and prayers that this sounds like such crap but it's it's genuine my my heart is with you that sounds nothing sounds genuine Everything sounds like a Hallmark card. And there goes your cynicism, and that's why the 20-year-olds are out there going, nothing's going to change. <sighs> but all people are people, and some people have a job to do that's not one they want to do. And some people have a job to do that they shouldn't be doing. And so uh, as we go into a time where we're all wishing and praying for justice, I believe that justice will have to be served because voices need to be heard. And um, I'm just sending you a lot of love. So this episode that's about to start was recorded just before the loss of George Floyd, the incredibly painful and unjustified loss. Uh, and it's me calling people to see how they're doing uh, in general, which I love to do. And I, if you look up on the thing on on your podcast thing there, it tells you a number to call and you can leave your name and number and what question you have. And uh, on Instagram stories or on Twitter, I'll be posting uh, when I'm calling people, which I'd love to do. And this is me reaching out to people to see how they're doing. So it was, it was mostly quarantine related because that's where we were at uh, just a little while ago, like in a blink of an eye ago until this uh, heinous, act happened and uh the world kind of blew up so i hope there's no more uh of the 10 plagues that hit us uh but we're we're facing a problem that humanity's had from the beginning and i don't know if um, humanity is capable of ever getting it right 
but we can do what we can to be positive. So uh, I hope you enjoy these wonderful people I get to talk to. And uh, I'm sending you all my love. This would be Excel. Hello? Hello? Hi, it's Bob Saget. Is this Excel? Is that your correct name? Yes. Oh, no. Are you kidding me right now? No. Is this really you? Yeah, you called and left a message, and I'm doing my... (laughs) Are you okay? Don't don't hyperventilate. Don't don't do that. Breathe deep. Um, You have no idea how much I've been a fan. AMV and Full House. I know that you hear this all the time, but I grew up with that, and your show taught me a lot of values. That's really sweet. Thank you. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's my husband. Give me one second. (laughs) Yo, love your work. Thank you. What's your name, sir? Uh, Grant. Grant, you've got... She's excels, like, really excited. Um, yeah, she's she's very excited. <laughs> <laughs> how how long have, uh, have you guys been together? Uh, we've been together ten plus years now. So, and, so and since two thousand and seven, actually. <laughs> wow! And what what city are you in now? We live in uh, Las Vegas. How are you holding up? Are, are are there other people in the home? Do you right. do you have kids? Do you have other family there? Uh, well, no, not exactly. Uh, she can explain. We don't have any family here in Las Vegas. We just moved because LA is really expensive. Yeah. I have my family in uh, Panorama City, California. Um, my mom, um, uh, my mom just recently came back from Mexico, but she was stuck there since March 12th, and she just got back because of this coronavirus. Right. She just got back like a week ago, and um, this quarantine. And to be quite honest, Mr. Saget, I'm I'm a little nervous talking to you because I never expected this to happen at all. <laughs> well, you called like, and, you, and you can call me Bob. Don't call me Mr. Saget. I found that's like a collection agent or something. I, <laughs> is your mom yes, do, is your guys. is your mom doing okay? XL is her mom? Yes, she's doing okay. I told her um, as I'm here. Um, I paid for her trip back. I'm not working, but I'm gonna. I I gave. I told my mom, hey, it doesn't matter. I need you home. Your my brothers and sisters need you home, so um, she's doing okay. I told her to self quarantine for fourteen days because of this pandemic. Yeah. She's a diabetic as much as I am, so we're very prone to it. The problem with us here in Las Vegas, everything's it's it's dead. Like you will never see Las Vegas shut That's down. Yeah. yeah, you will never see. And like I will post up pictures later, but it's it's just it's just taking a toll on me and. And here at home, not not being with my family, and it's stuck. Yeah, it's impossible. I'm so sorry. Oh, uh, oh and, no, 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 yeah. yeah. And Can so many it? people are, are going through it. It's just what's weird is then then you see so many people are going through it. It doesn't make you feel better, but it's like okay, I'm not alone, and we're you're gonna like you're gonna get through it. I'm telling you. I'm talking like Danny Tanner right now, but you're you're. <laughs> You really are going to get through it, and and um, and, and I appreciate your work, and you have no idea how much I'm crying right now because I never thought that a person that I saw on my other side of the TV 
being Mr. Tanner and giving away these values that have grown with me, you have no idea. I, I, I would say you have no idea how much you have impacted not only me, but my brothers and sisters and everybody I know who grew up in the 90s. Like, I've seen your comedy specials, man. You are as as real as it can be, and I appreciate you for that. And you know what's funny? If I can be 100% with you, yeah. I'm high right now. Oh, that's, I, I, I believe me, most of the people I've been calling are. <laughs> yeah, and um, and what's, what's really messed up about it, I think this is a dream until I pinch myself. I got Bob Saget on the phone with me. <laughs> well, you're, you're, getting me and, all, and, you're getting me all teary-eyed. I don't know what to tell you. Um. Are, are, are you able to get your insulin? Or is that what you take? Are you able to get all your meds well, and stuff? So, so thankfully, with the help of MD Live, I was able to get some medication for 30 days. But my problem is, since my employer, and I'll tell you who it is, it's GameStop. If, if I don't work, my medical insurance doesn't get paid. So I'm literally having one bottle, and I'm stretching it for as long as I can thanks to the will of God that I can still produce my own insulin and I watch what I eat. Yes, I do have cheat days, not like every motherfucker does anyways. But, um, like, and what like about, what I, about pot? Does that, does that help a, a diabetic or is it, is it? Oh a, my God. Yes. It does. A lot of people, uh, it's not the end all be all. It helps sustain your sugars up until you can get your medication. And so it can help you say, for example, if I didn't take my pill, like for two days, um, I can smoke weed during that time and I'll be 100% okay up until I feel the symptoms. I'm like, nope, I need my sugar pill again. So it's helping me balance my medication so I can stretch it. I used to take insulin, but now I'm under glycopide and metformin, which pills last a little longer than insulin because since insulin is a, um, a what I call a pseudo protein, meaning that it's man-made and not physics is not humanly made. Um, you know, Oh my god, I'm going off on a tangent. I'm no, sorry. No, that's a, that's all I ever do. And you're high. I mean, so that's you know you, you've got a doctor's note. You're okay. The the question I have is, uh, you had a question for me because you you left a message. Yes. So so you had a question or something you wanted to talk about, and and not yes, to diminish I, your I other did, combo. Actually. Go ahead. Hit, no, hit, hit I'm me. not. I'm not sure if you are familiar with video games at all. But are is there anything that you are doing to kind of keep yourself in insane, like like in not not crazy because i have video games right now i'm paying, playing this game called persona 5 royal and it's really just keeping me sane is there anything that you're doing yeah to, keep to uh, yeah uh, uh, well fortunately and and i think you feel the same good fortune that you you you're you're together i mean you're, you're not alone there that's you know you got mm -hmm. you you're with someone I, my wife is you know we have we binge watch shows, you know, I, I mean, I had to watch <laughs> Tiger King. I had to watch things I would never. Oh right. And it's like, Oh my God, please save the animals from these monsters. And then, and then I'm watching, uh, you know, uh, uh, love is blind. I would never watch that. And I'm going, Oh God, I'm okay. You know, I would never watch that either, but that Tiger King show got me like, no, they're, what? They're those are the pandemic shows that Netflix gave us. <laughs> I'm like, why are we selling Tiger Cubs? They should be out in the wild. Like, what is with people? I'm Okay, as cool as a tiger it is to see and take a picture with it, this is not the way. There's no. safaris for that. And that's why it's a brilliant show, because it's so well made. 
and it's shining, it's holding a mirror up to everybody. And when you find out that more animals are in captivity than are free in this world, we're like, what the hell are we doing to the world? What have we done? Yeah. And I think the yeah. thing about this insanity that we're all going through and this fear and this stir crazy and how do we, how do people pay their bills and how do you keep your insurance? And everybody's going through mm -hmm. it. On, everybody I mean, is going through it, mm -hmm. except some people that aren't. And it's also nice to see some of the, uh, some of the incredibly wealthy people. You're like, wait a minute, that guy wrote a check for a hundred billion dollars. Oh, yes, oh, there's, there, what do you mean? There's nice rich people and the there's answer, actually people who give a damn. Yeah. And the answer is yes. Yes, there are. And um, and then there's others that are that are just want to take everything and just drain the earth of everything and kill everything and could care less. But where are most people? I believe most people are on the side of good. I really do. So to answer your question, I've been really busy. I've been doing this. This, this show, Bob Saget's here for you. And um, mm -hmm. we started off on uh, on 420, which is a magical day for you because you're high. And, yeah, um, yeah. What up, 420? What up, <laughs> She is high. And um, the first two weeks, we did uh, three episodes uh, each week. And now I'm on a Monday-Thursday schedule. Um, and uh, so I've been working hard on that. I'm also developing a TV show and talking to networks on Zoom with conferences. I'm also uh, working on a, I, I'm staying busy, you know, I'm working on a movie to direct by the uh, top secret right now until we get a green light. But uh, we're just fleshing out the story right now. Uh, and it's with somebody that a lot of people love. So I won't say anything. So I'm, I'm busy. I'm a, I'm a busy dude. And then, I, and then I'm going to relax with my wife and we're going to watch our show. We're watching this thing. Uh, what's it called? It's on. It's on. Um, uh, it's with Reese Witherspoon and with. Um, oh my God, she's in like nine series. But this is. Um, uh, it's about fires. About uh, putting out fire. It, oh darn! I'm gonna have to Google. I hate googling while I'm on the phone. Uh, can Can I say something, Mister Saget? Please, please, please. I really, I really want to say something. Like you, as an actor, along with. You know, Mr. Dave Courier, John Samuels, and everybody from in there got my motivation to to do cosplay. I don't know if you ever seen my my Twitter, it's FGC Fair Lady. If you ever get a chance to see it, uh, um, I, will, I will be you guys aware now. Taught me, <laughs> you guys taught me that it's okay to be myself. You guys, it's okay to dress up and have fun. Obviously, you know, it's been going for me throughout most of my life, and. And I've always wanted to be an actress, but at one point I just thought I'm not good enough. But now hearing you and you're working on all these things has really gotten in my head and be like, maybe you shouldn't give up. Because I got no. swindled in Los Angeles was a years ago, $2,500 right. promising me a role or something. And everybody goes through that. I didn't make a big deal of it. I'm like, look, it's Hollywood. Not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to appreciate your uniqueness. You got to make it yourself. And me hearing you, you do all these things is just putting a fire inside me that well that's I don't want that's to very out. sweet and i must tell you i i've been rejected my whole career and you know it, and I, I never stop it was rodney dangerfield was a friend of mine and he just said go like a oh, tank god bless us all god bless us all yeah and I was, god, he, he just said funny funny i grew up with you guys like rodney dangerfield um I can't, i'm so nervous i can't even remember oh don't be anymore. don't be <laughs> Uh, oh, amazing! They're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> but I wanted to tell you about this show that I'm binging. It and it's um, mm-hmm. it's uh, Little Fires Everywhere, and it's Reese, with Reese Witherspoon and Kerry Washington. Oh yes, I heard about one. Um, it what's is her name? Reese Washington's in it. Uh, Kerry Washington and Reese, and yes. it and it's yes. it's just insanely uh, good. Uh, so I, I recommend it uh, incredibly highly, and I'm trying to find the network because I'm so stupid. Oh, Hulu! It's on Hulu. So um, it's on Hulu. Yeah, we have Hulu. That's why I heard of it because I you, watch a lot of anime so on Hulu, that's a, and it always comes up. That's a suggestion. Is it's a good time to binge yeah. on a quality show, and that's a really good show. And uh, my wife and I have been, you know, watching that, and um, we were watching The Crown just to get some distinguished uh, British information. Just I don't know. Some British. There, some British show put me there. I had to go there because I was watching so much of the Tiger King, I needed to cleanse my palate. Because <laughs> you need a little cleanse of a palate after, after a lot of white trash, I got to go to a, a little bit of oh uh, uh, upper echelon, uh, Downton Abbey types, and then you see they got problems. So, um, you know, it, life is just bizarre, and um, you, you're just delightful, and uh, so I'm keeping busy. I'm a workaholic, and when I'm able to, I'll be out on the road again, and I'll come back to Vegas. And if you're there, oh my god, I'm the first one to buy tickets. Well, uh, what you've got to do, Excel. Excel, what you have to do, and of course, I'll never forget the name Excel. You and your husband have to come there, and then just say, uh, I'm, I, "I was on, uh, you know, Bob Saget's here for you, his his uh, podcast," and and then come backstage. And by that time, it'll be safe for us to be within social distancing and we could take, we could take, we could take a damn selfie. So that'll be great. I would love to give you a hug more than anything, because like I mentioned before, your show in the nineties has brought me my morals along with my family. They have, it motivated me a lot. And I know you hear this a lot, but you're going to hear from a person who's a nobody. No, no, you're not. No, this is what I'm here to tell you. You're not a nobody. I'm just telling you, not a nobody. Some people that people think are somebodies are just assholes, and 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 a good person's a good person. So you're not a nobody at all. That's just uh, what did I? I really just want to give you a hug. Well, well, well. The day will come because uh, we will be able to be out in the world again. Okay, so you get time and a place, but. Yeah, there will be a time but, um, and a place, and it'll, it'll be safe again. It will be, and we'll all have a vaccination, and it'll be uh, available, and we'll catch up, and then some other shoe will drop in five years, and we'll find it, holy crap, what the hell's that? And then we'll have to, t- I don't know, wear snorkel equipment. I don't know what we'll be doing. So. <laughs> or maybe smoke a few blunts afterwards and be like, Take it, a couple of and just be all crazy and loony. I think you could use a snorkel as a bong, actually, if you think about it. Yes, yes, you can, actually. <laughs> well, look, Mr. Saga, I don't want to cut you off, but I know you got a lot of people to get back in. Yeah, I'm going to give some I'm calls, just, and I'm going to take a little break. And I can't thank you enough. You're just delightful. Enjoy- no, I can't thank you enough. I never thought that the person we looked up to is calling us. I literally... I literally thought it was a joke. I told my husband to drive Del Taco real quick, and we're like, hey, Pop, can I get for the number? I'm going to give it a shot. <laughs> and the next thing you know, this happened. And I'm just like, wow, life is about giving shots. And if they miss, you move on. That's the one thing well, I learned today. that's right. And don't, and don't think you can't do what you need to do. You can get things done. It'll all happen. And in the meantime, don't feel bad. You're playing a video game. And just binge some shows. Don't feel bad about that. It's, sometimes it's... 
it's it's a way of the universe saying, hey, everybody take a break. And then the, that not for the people that are saving everybody's life. They're the real heroes that are out there risking their own lives and and will keep us safe. And thank goodness you guys are safe where you are right now. So oh, uh, thank, thank you, Mr. Saget, for being very kind and reaching out to folks who are in this time of need. Um, thank you for inspiring us and everyone else. Yeah. Oh. You, you guys are going to make me cry. Don't make me cry. Don't make me cry. Don't do it. I'm trying not to make you cry, but I'm just letting you know, man, you really inspired us 90s kids to be better selves. And, you know. You know, I had, like I had no idea. All, I didn't even know. All I did was play the character as best I could. And then at times I went, wait a minute, I'm not being the funny one. I'm not this, not that. And then. The same producers we had. We just lost Tom Miller, who was one of the producers, exec producers. Yeah, I know. I, and, and, I saw and, that. And, and, a, he's a wonderful man. And Bob Boyette, who I love, who who not only produced Full House, but put me on Broadway. And Jeff Franklin, uh, who put that show together. They, they they created this show. And they created a character who was a hugger. And I said, let me be more of a hugger and let me clean more. And next thing I knew, I'm the straight guy on the show. And then, um, then I look at, Richie Cunningham from Happy Days, and that was the mold. Mm -hmm. And it's like, hey, there's something good about being Richie Cunningham, about being the noble, good person who, I, and like right now, I got three daughters. I didn't know I was a good dad until I took a look at them and how they you tried. You were my dad back in those days when my father was was out fighting wars. You were my dad. As, 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 oh. as, a, as a fan, man, you were there. And having you on the phone is amazing. I'm Thank sorry. You. You're welcome. And and your dad, uh, is he with us? No, he's not. He died of cancer and a heart and a heart attack back in 2006. I'm so sorry. Uh, it's okay. You know that's why I said. Yeah, you watching just... those reruns and watching those when they came out every week. You were there, like. You were there, and as as much as you may think it's a character to us, to at least us, it meant like somebody was there. Somebody understood our struggle as a kid in that, the 90s. That was the, that was the creators of the show, and they had a combination of people that all fell in love with each other, and we still are today. So I thank you well, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And and I'm gonna, if you don't mind, I'm gonna I'm gonna tag you on Twitter saying how happy I was that you actually talked to me. I'm gonna blow it up. This guy is a hundred. This guy is real. I can't wait for you to come to Vegas and my, I laugh my ass off. But you know what I tell my husband? You're like, at the end of the day, we're all gonna be looking back on this as we survived the first time. And be like, motherfucker, should have just stayed home. Right. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't have been able to call you if you hadn't have been home. <laughs> I know. Well, you, you, be, you be well. You have you have a good night, Thank and you. I'll be seeing you in a healthier time. And just take care of yourselves. Thank you, Tim. Mr. Saget. Please be safe. Thank Stay you. Healthy. I will. <laughs> you too. Thanks so much. Have a good night, Excel. Bye, you too. You too, bye, 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 guys. Oh man, we will be right back. I've put a lot of thought into my girlfriend's engagement ring, did all the research, shopped around, and got lots of opinions. At first, I was planning on getting her a lab-created diamond. 
But after my visit to Shane Company, I changed my mind. I learned that lab-created diamonds have continually dropped in value, whereas natural diamonds have consistently maintained or increased in value over time. And all the diamonds at Shane Company are natural. What's really cool about a natural diamond is that there is no other diamond in the world like it. It's a natural wonder created by the earth billions of years ago, the oldest and rarest thing you'll ever touch. How romantic is that? And Shane Company's diamonds are conflict-free. They've always sourced their diamonds this way. So for my girlfriend's engagement ring, I chose a one-carat natural diamond for her center stone. It's spectacular, and it's one of a kind, just like she is. Now you have a friend in the jewelry business, Shane Company and Shaneco.com. Hey, we are back. We are back, and I am emotionally invested, and uh, wow, she really touched my heart. And she was stoned, and there you go. It's not, by the way, saying you guys should go out and all be smoking, but uh, if you like it and it's not hurting anybody and you're not having adverse reactions and it calms you, uh, I, I'm, I'm all for that. Um, and it's not meant for everybody. Like me, no, I can't. I'm going to try Grant. Hello? Hey, is, is this uh, Grant? Who is that? Bob Saget. You called and here I am. Hey, Bob, what's up? Not much, man. How you? How are you doing? How are you holding on? Hey, I'm here with my wife and uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, and how are you guys getting along? Because my wife and I are getting along good today. How's it going with you guys? Uh, well, she's essential, and I'm staying at home right now because I've been furloughed. So, uh, you know, she gets to get away from me every once in a while. Do you have uh, room enough to be able to be separate? Uh, yeah, we were actually separate a moment ago, but she's right here right with me right now. Oh, hello. but Oh, oh hello. And, and Grant, what's your wife's name? Brittany. Brittany, pleasure. Thank you for calling. What city are you in? We are in Cape Coral, Florida. Are you guys pretty safe and, and taking care of each other? Oh, you know it. Um, yeah, it's weird. Like, if you go and look at the news, um, you know, you wake up and you go, oh, okay, I'm scared to get online and just see what happened between point A and point B. And yeah. It's usually not good. No, I know. It's, I, I, just, I just watch shows with my wife and we have our programs and you know, gone through things I would have never binge watched in a zillion years. And, and now it kind of helps me through. But we do want to check in with the news. So we watch the news and then I like to flip around all the news channels. So I try to get a complete picture of uh, all sides, uh, no matter what, just so I see, so I can form my own opinion. But it, I just need to know facts. We need to know. And people are working really hard. There's so many people that are sacrificing themselves during this to take care of people. And they're, they're heroes right now, just like in any other crisis. We've got them out uh, there. That's actually my, that's actually my wife. Um, she's uh, an essential worker right now. So Brittany leaves the house and she does the whole, does she wear a hazmat suit or did she get in there and do the whole thing? Um, I work for a hospice, so I'm actually a social worker. Right. So my patients are in uh, long-term care facilities and um, hospice-run facilities. Uh, No hazmat suit. Um, I have my own mask that I bought for myself to wear. Wow. Because they didn't have the supplies? 
uh, no, um, they prioritized the nurses and the CNAs, and that was all they had. So um, the social workers, the chaplains, um, the other workers kind of got, uh, they made up some cloth ones, but I felt better getting some real heavy-duty stuff. Uh, Brittany, you, you're, you're a blessed person. I, I've had... I've lost a lot of people and hospice has always been such an amazing help. It really has, uh, with both my parents, um, with one of my sisters and, uh, it's just, it, it helps you understand because so many people are afraid of, of death and, and we're in a time right now where it, it's at, you know, unbelievable levels. Um, and what you're doing is, is I just can't thank you enough. I mean, you're, you're, thank you. you're truly, you're, you're a hero. I mean, you, people are so scared of it. And if, if the beautiful thing about true hospice is it, it gets people to not, I think that's why I'm not afraid of death. And I think it's why I will never die because <laughs> I, I have to live forever. I have three daughters and a, and a, and a beautiful wife. So, um, uh, but it's just, uh, it, I don't know. It's just, it, it eases your, your way out when, when it's hopeless and you know, it's not going to happen, especially with the elderly. And we, we all go through it. I mean, that's what people forget. It doesn't help people to hear you're not alone. People are suffering. Everybody's, you know, I know people that have the pandemic and that have the pandemic. <laughs> See how I'm good thing. I'm not a doctor. It, it, I know people that have the virus and, and um, it doesn't really soothe people, but what you're doing, what, what's your approach? How, how do you uh, look at your work? What, what is the main theme? Um, I try to keep people comfortable uh, right now. I try to keep families connected with their loved ones because they can't go in the long-term care facilities right now. Um, All of the ones in this area have where we can only allow in about one or two family members and only if someone is imminent. And even then there are some restrictions if they, no one can travel to see them. It has to be someone who's already been here locally, didn't fly here, didn't drive here from another state. So a lot of what I've been doing is just keeping loved ones in touch we're trying to learn how to do video technology so we can film you know send video messages or do like a facetime type program with patients right but basically keeping them happy keeping them comfortable a lot of our patients don't understand what's going on and they don't know what happens to their kids or their grandkids because they don't understand or they can't remember the news yeah so Comfort, happiness, and sometimes cheaply keeping them entertained right now because they're in their rooms. They can't go to the dining hall. They can't do group activities anymore. So kind of keeping them entertained. So they watch a lot of TV in their rooms. Is that what they're doing? Um, some do. We try to keep it light. Um, TV land, westerns, older movies. Um, not a lot of the news. Yeah. A lot of. Um, it's hard when people have dementia for them to watch the news or understand. So we try to keep it lighthearted and positive. That's uh, that's the key. And, and I guess comedies once in a while, if you find one on there, right? Right. Yeah. Um, some 
some facilities have better TV options than others. Right. Um, some of them have DVD players and movies and TV series and things like that. I had, I had uh, two grandmothers that we lost, and, and uh, one of them really enjoyed watching adult stuff. Uh, she, <laughs> she, she would watch Lifetime movies, but only if there was a lot of sex in them. She would try to find anything that had that. Do you find that circumstance of some people being a little uh, bit more frisky? Uh, <laughs> we did have a patient who had a book on tape, or I think probably a book on CD, and the only way you could keep her calm, it was Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> you put that on, and she would be happy and complacent. <laughs> and it was Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> oh, my God. I actually was on The View once, and I interviewed E.L. James, uh, who, who wrote it. And um, and I did say something that's a PG-13. May I share it with you? It's a little... I said it on The View, so it's... I, I told her I, I couldn't put your book down because it was stuck to my hand. That's what I said to her. <laughs> so that's a that's my other sense of humor that I get to share. But um, did you keep it underneath her mattress? Oh, uh, like in, like in middle school. Oh my God! I I went. Hey, when I was fourteen, I was smuggling in uh, the the guy magazines, and my parents would see me rush into the house, and I bought them. Uh, but I was only fourteen. But I was a tall 14 and obviously had a lot of pimples, so they knew what was up. And uh, my parents just would see me, like, run into the house. Where are you going? I'm just going to my room. And uh, I don't know. I think when my mom would clean my room, she just, uh, there's no way for a 13-year-old boy to know how to hide stuff. It, you know, it, it, it wasn't good. It did not end well. Um, but also. Those ladies are now all in their 70s now. So just think about that. That's, uh Yeah. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> my god i wish i could give my stash to some of the people where britney works um <laughs> um so so grant you gave a call and you had a question or a subject you wanted to talk about which i'm happy to do yeah it was just kind of fun i was uh wondering um uh, i watched your stand-up thing on axs tv the uh the marathon that was going on yeah or the uh, the fundraising event. It was really sit down, but it was it was for um, a really good cause. It was I'm, I'm really happy that we did that. It, it helped a, a lot of comedians that are uh, struggling because you know, it, and it's it's like, well, hey, Bob, people are really suffering. A lot of comedians, you know, they're going, "Why are you doing this?" Because it's you know, and it's comedygivesback.com, and they raised about three hundred fifty grand. I hear closer to four hundred, and that money was comedians taking grants because that COVID-19 affected them directly. Um, they were either sick or they just had no medical. And so this money got, uh, is getting divvied out through grants. So it's all done properly. And it was very nice that so many comedians came and did it. It was, it was weird. I mean, cause we're in a world that's like, you know, nobody knew the night before they decided to do it on zoom and they had another engine going. And so, did you enjoy watching it, or was it like a free for all? Um, yeah, I'm, I enjoyed watching it. Uh, it was kind of fun watching things not go right, but that was kind of the charm of it. Yeah, and you know, like getting to the point of like how weird this world is. It's like I'm sitting here talking to you <laughs> on the phone, <laughs> um, 
which is like just it's an unusual thing. Well, it's, you know? a, it's a pleasure yeah, for me too because I'm I'm really I chose to do this this uh, podcast long before the pandemic uh, really hit, um, and I didn't realize you know, and the title is Bob Saget's here for you, so it's like. I didn't realize I'd want even more of a connection. And three years ago, when everybody started getting crazy and people were angry and so much hatred and anger, I just said, I got to go do stand-up. And it's not, I'm not going out to do cursing and shock jokes. You know, I'm out to do what I think is funny. And it's kind of, I guess I'm not as blue as I was. And I have a new hour ready to go, but I can't do it. Um, I can't perform anywhere. You know, none of us can. And who cares? Boo-hoo, poor Bob. But. But I'm able to do this, and um, this makes me feel good. Um, so um, did you have a specific thing about that? It wasn't really stand-up. I mean, most of us, I was sitting at my desk. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, the, the, the question I had for you was, um, you know, you were talking with Howie, and on how Howie was uh, saying that, you know, you guys knew each other for a long time, like way back when. Yeah, when we were 20, so, 22, 22, 23 years so, old. Knowing how Howie is very stringent with don't touch him, uh, everything has to be kept clean, was that an original characteristic for Danny Tanner? Or did you, like, borrow from Howie and ask him kind of like, hey, so how do you do these kind of things? Well, it's interesting. Actually, what I took it from was uh, The Odd Couple which was Felix and Oscar, and some listeners might not know, but it was a play by Neil Simon. It was a great play, and it was a, a movie with Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau, which is worth a Google, and uh, the TV show was Tony Randall and Jack Klugman. So I've just dated myself, which I did a lot when I was single. But, uh, <laughs> hey, but... Um, hey, but, um, but, still but, do that, even when we're married. Uh, tell me, let's not talk about that. Your wife's right there. Um, and my wife's... Can hear me from here. Um, <laughs> I've closed the double doors, but doesn't mean she doesn't know. But the but the truth of it is, uh, uh, Felix Unger, the character in this brilliant play television series done by Gary Marshall um, and and Ed Milkus, all these amazing people that did this show. Uh, Tony Randall was a guy. Uh, Felix Unger was the most anal retentive guy in the world. Um, he would have allergies. He, he wouldn't. He'd have to honk to clear his ears. He would clean all the time. Don't touch that. You're making it dirty. It was the basis of. A, it was a clean ripoff. The character. And when I first read the script, it was intended for another actor. And then I got fired from a show on CBS, a morning show, because uh, that's what you do with a guy like me. You fire me. And, uh, and I was too hot for morning TV. They said. And then. I said, hey, let me take this character and make him hug more because I'm a hugger anyway. And let me take this character and make him even more crazy. And he has to clean all the time. <laughs> and I went, oh, no, what have I done to myself? I'm just, a, <laughs> I'm crazy. I, what have I done? And people are going to make fun of me forever. And they did. People really just made fun of me. And now they're going, oh, you were my dad growing up, you know? And so it's real weird. Like the press hated it. Uh, they, they, they didn't like the show. And then we became a big success on Friday nights when they moved us from Tuesday nights. And ABC was very kind to us back then. They ran us Tuesdays and Fridays. And then they got, they don't do that now. And now you can't do anything. I mean, things are, they're going to run out of product at one point, I think, unless they rerun the old famous, wonderful things. Uh, but 
I I didn't intend it. Howie uh, always was worried about germs, and he's completely shaved. Um, and I always ask him everywhere, and I I think the answer is yes. Um, and I think it, I've been saying he's a prophet. <laughs> I think he was the one that knew first. So I would say Danny Tanner came out of Felix Unger, but Howie Mandel is just a person who has the neurosis that any comedian would have. Um, he's also Canadian and, uh, and Jewish, which triples down on neurosis. Um, and he's, uh, just a lovely, lovely guy. And, um, uh, uh, a guest on this uh, podcast as well, and a, and a friend for a very long time. So I think, uh, yeah, the, the fist bump, I even, one special, I talked about it. What if you're fist bumping someone and, and the poo is on your knuckles? And what have you accomplished, you know? So the fist bump didn't mean anything. And the chest bump, now, what if you got a droplet on your chest? We cannot touch each other. We have to just stay away and... Uh, if anybody coughs, I, I, I would imagine, Brittany, where you work, if someone coughs, you kind of, I would say, move away at that moment. Wouldn't you? Is that kind of what you do? Um, a little bit. Uh, we actually, at this point, luckily, we've had no positive cases with my work. We had several people tested who came up negative, who all developed coughs. And yes, when you work in close quarters and you're all in a room together, it is very intimidating. Yeah. And I was driving, my, my wife and I, Kelly, we just went, you know what? We've been in the house. Let's just go for a ride. And we hadn't been leaving at all. And we went up the coast, which is very beautiful. And the air has been clearer than ever, which once this pandemic is under control, it's probably going to be double pollution because everything will come firing back up. And, you know, what? what we should be doing at that moment is starting to build more you know, environmentally safe means of everything. But um, in any case, we were driving up the gorgeous California coast and people were driving like maniacs. I didn't know there were so many were out. They were tailgating. Oh, yeah. People had their windows open. They were there. I thought they were going to spit on a loogie on my window. So what were you going to say? Sorry. Oh, no, I, I'm in California and Italy. So I know PCH very well. But over here in Florida, people are just mowing down the streets with nobody on it and it's kind of scary especially if you're going for like a walk at night just to get your air you know your uh your head clear a little bit um you know people are not really paying attention it's kind of a free-for-all on the road right now no and and florida and california are known to have lunatics and new york uh the way people drive it's like the autobahn in germany i mean there's no speed <laughs> limit in their mind they, they you know and there's some dangerous people out there as we all know but it's just, I just hate road rage, and I've had it. Uh, and you can't do that, because then, and then I thought, as we're driving the other day, I went, you know, what if we got in an accident? We can't go to a hospital. We have to go to the, you know, the uh, the, the Mercy, uh, the, the ship that takes care of people that don't have the virus. So it's really, really strange. And, and it, it, it's very, very sad that people especially during times like this, don't just take it easy and, and not be so aggressive. And I don't know, maybe they're on drugs to keep them, get, help them get through this. And they're on stuff that hypes them all up. I don't know, but they're not sharing. I'll tell you that. They're just, they're very, yeah. very, very stingy. Um, 
I really am glad I got to talk to you guys. Sorry I was a little late in calling. I've just been a, a busy little uh, busy little guy here. And, and I, I just wish you guys a lot of health. And uh, and this will pass. This too shall pass. So um, Oh, yeah. I can't thank you guys enough. Thanks for talking with me. And um, well, we'll see you next time you're out here, and we love you. I love, and thank, uh, you, thank for you for calling. calling. Love back. And, Brittany, thank you for what you're doing. You're doing... Um, real special work I, and uh, it's so appreciated and grant you're doing real special work too so just take care of yourself take care take care of each other and uh i'll be seeing you. you we'll see you soon bob be well bye-bye you too. and we will take one more break and then come right back with one more call Hey, we're back, and uh, that was a nice break. I really enjoyed it. Uh, we're, calling, we're calling Sophie. That's who we're calling. We're calling Sophie right now. Hello, Sophie. It's Bob Saget calling. How are you? I'm amazing. How are you? I'm okay. Am I calling too late? I- I'm running late today. Um, no, I didn't think you would actually call. Oh, my goodness. There you go. People think it's a, a joke, and it's like, is this really Bob Saget? And again, no, I just disguise my voice and talk like him. And, and yeah, that's, I had surgery to look just like him. That's my, but you heard my voice. So you knew it was me when you left the message, right? Yes. And that, and that, that number is up in the thing. When people uh, look at the podcast, they can just call that number. And then I Twitter and Instagram that people can call it. And you went and did it. So how are you doing? What, where are you in the world right now? I am from Florence, Alabama. Wow. It is up in the top left corner. Oh, there I know where it is now. I feel so Carmen Santiago. And and how are you holding up? I work for DHR, which is our child services. So I'm still working with like junior uh, juvenile probation kids and stuff like that, but I'm staying home doing all that. How do you work with them doing that? Do you do it on are you working directly with these kids? Well, we do Zoom meetings, like the app Zoom. That's uh, absolutely, I've been living on it. And and that's so amazing that you're doing that. I mean, uh, because who is, what are the ages of the kids? Um, Anywhere from about 12, which is the ones that haven't been to juvie. They've just been put on probation. And then all the way up to 18 when they age out. And then I also work with DHR, like placing foster kids in homes and stuff like that. My God, you're doing you're doing God's work. That that's like you're doing the best thing that can be done. You're, you're oh man, it's uh, uh. I definitely love it. And and does it ever get scary? Are you ever concerned with where they're at? Because so many people are so troubled these days, especially our youth. Um. Yeah, we've we've had some pretty scary circumstances come up. Um, some relatives who aren't the nicest. But um, we're very careful with sending, when we go to the homes, like before the quarantine, we were sending groups of people and making sure everything was really safe. Um, but now everything's online, so there's no risk at all right now. Right. So you're, uh, and, and are, are you with somebody? Are you, are, you, are you alone in your quarantine? Um, I have my roommate and then my boyfriend. Oh, so that you're kind of living three's company right now? Uh, yeah, he doesn't stay a lot. He works next door, though, and he works for the automotive company. And so they're still essential. 
And so he comes over and cooks dinner and stuff. And today we actually made Oreo balls, so he's still here. Oreo balls. That just sounds like a setup for a joke for my, my kind of comedy, but I'm not going to go there. But he, <laughs> is he safe uh, going and doing that and then come to you guys? Is that, is that, is there anything unsafe about that? Or is he like being careful and masks and, and gloves and all that? Oh, being super careful. So, yeah. And he works in like the office part of the automotive company. So he's not dealing with people. And are they, so is, is, like uh, there's other people in the office part. So are they practicing social distancing and all that? Yes, there's only, they're cut down to just the essential people and it's just a few. Isn't this bizarre that all these terms two months ago, we never ever thought we'd be saying, and now it's all part of our vernacular. It's so weird. Yes. It's like the yes, world. It's the, definitely we, weird. Yeah, the world just changed yeah, on a dime. Yeah, not being able to leave home and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. What did you say? Well, I just went the world changed on a dime and you can't go. I know people who have very sick people close to them and if any, and one of them is very elderly and and if she passes away, they can't go to the funeral. They can't get on a plane. They can't, they can't do yeah. what they need to do. It's just, it's, um, it's a time that we need to just, uh, I don't know, somehow find the silver lining and realize that it's going to be okay somehow. And yeah, we actually had a great aunt who passed away, and only her kids were allowed. They had four people there, so they were the only ones allowed at the funeral, and they um, like streamed it live so everybody could watch, but we weren't allowed even there. Yeah, I, I have someone close to me that that might be happening. Um, and you just hope for good that whoever's filming it at the funeral has good video quality. Cause that's and they need a strong yeah. signal at the cemetery. <laughs> I don't know why I'm yeah. laughing. Well, I, you I can't really laugh at death. I mean, it's, go ahead. Sorry, it's a good thing. Shut me up. Oh no, um, I just really hope the person that's close to you doesn't pass away. Cause it's it's rough not being able to be there with family. We're just having to kind of call and not being able to be close to anybody right now. That's rough. It's impossible. I have two daughters in New York, and all I want to do is is hug them. All I want to do is get on a plane and be with them. All I want to do is have him here in my house. And it's just, uh, it's not the time. But when it is going to be the time, and it will be, we will clear this, there's going to be a lot of tearful celebrations and tearful mourning. And um, and we're, we're going to get through it. I mean, I, 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 you, I'm sure you believe that as well because we have no choice, right? Yeah, I know we're going to get through it. I just really hope it's soon because I... I miss my family. My sister and her husband just got a long-term foster kid placement, and we haven't even been able to meet him yet. Like, we've just been doing Zoom calls with the whole family. We've got one sister in Cookville, Tennessee. We've got a, another sister in Nashville, one in Tuscaloosa, and then I'm in Florence, and my parents are up the road in Greenfield, but we're all so, like, staying so separate that we're having to just see each other over Zoom. Everything's the Brady Bunch. Everything looks like uh, Hollywood squares or Nashville squares. <laughs> Everything looks yeah, we're does. in cubicles, but we're but we look at each other and it's nice to see each other and it it makes us feel like wow, this is what the future feels like. We don't want it to be like this, yeah. you know. We want to get get through this. Oh yeah. We, we don't want to. I'll have mom to block, please. We don't want to be saying that like we're doing on a game show. Yeah. But it's weird too because I, go ahead, go ahead, please. Oh, I was just going to say, 
Um, I'm missing my grandparents so much right now because, like, they're here, but we just can't risk going near anybody. So, like, we haven't gotten to see. My sister has some kids. My other sister just got a foster care placement. My aunt, my grandparents, like, we're not able to see anybody, and I hate it. I know. I know. But but hold on because, I mean, you, you do know that your boyfriend's leaving. He comes home, and it's probably completely safe, and he's being very careful, but that opens up. Oh, what if, what if, what if? I mean, I get an order of, of, of water at the door and I go, oh, got to leave it out in the sun for a while so it's not on the cardboard. And can you get it? And then, and then we heard about an Amazon guy that spit on a box. And then it's like, what? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, what, see, what, what, ours isn't as bad. We've only got about three cases around our county, but it we're surrounded by like Tuscaloosa that's got a ton in Birmingham. So we're... We're very much like we're under the protection order and the stay at home and everything, but we're not in the middle of everything, but we're trying to also stay clean so that we don't become like in the middle of everything. Right. Or if someone from, from there comes to your place uh, near where you are, that's, that's what's weird is that people can travel from somewhere if they want to get out of where they are to yeah. go somewhere else. But what do you do to, to, to what, what question did you want to ask me? Cause you were, you had called with a, question or a subject and I, I went off just wanted to see how oh, you're doing. Yeah. Well, I am a huge fan of Full House because my house, we had 12 people in my house growing up. So like we had a Full House and so a yeah. lot of the stuff that happened to y'all, we would watch and be like, oh my goodness, yes, that's us. Um, and then Fuller House, I loved watching the remake and getting to see everybody all grown up. Wow. So I was just wondering like, I follow Candace Cameron Bray a lot and like watch her kind of behind the scenes. But I was just like wondering what it's like to be filming back then and like with everybody being as close as y'all are. I just wanted to know all about that. Well, we, uh, and it's, it's well known that uh, there's a deep love we all have for each other. And um, uh, Candace, I met when she was 10 and Jody was five. And, you know, we uh, put out this uh, video which was a uh, uh, full quarantine, uh, which trended not long ago. And it was cut together by and, and made by Candace's daughter, Natasha. So she knew she was our producer. Um, and it was, it, that's how close we are. I'm like, can you change this shot? And Candace goes, no, my daughter's done. She's done editing. And it's like, <laughs> okay, sorry, DJ. Um, and, and Stamos and I, he's been a guest on here uh, on, on the show. And um, we're all very, very close. We, we had a text trail going the past few days that has not ended yet. Uh, at one point, it was just nobody would respond. It was just Jody Sweeten and myself talking to each other. <laughs> but the, the show Fuller House will be coming up shortly uh, in the months ahead. And people will need it, that love it. Uh, on Netflix, there's nine more episodes to go that are brand new. And they're they're the uh, the last episodes of the fifth season, and it's nice that some shows on Netflix get one season, and they gave us five seasons, and also told us when we were ending. And the last season got to be uh, yeah. eighteen episodes, so that's a lot. And I think people will like it. I think people will also like the closure at the end of it. Not to you know spoiler alert, but um, yeah. we, we deeply love each other. And Candace is she's one strong woman, I'll tell you, and. Um, a lot of the writers that kept it going and um, it, it just, it was John Stamos made it happen. John Stamos and, and 
Bob Boyette, who did the original, he was the executive producer, as was Tom Miller, who we just lost. He was a magnificent man. He basically always says he was Richie Cunningham as a kid, and uh, and Ron Howard's character was kind of based on him. Um, and these are gentlemen that uh, put me on Full House. And I had done the warm-up for a show named Bosom Buddies with Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari, and that's how I started. And it, it's just like, it's it's strange to be on this journey and it was amazing to go back uh, and do the show again. And they rebuilt the living room. And I, I came on the set the first day and said, guys, this stairway leads nowhere. And you're going to have six actors standing here. And there's a wall. You've got to give a little extra room like we used to have back in the day. So I actually helped <laughs> being, uh, you know, oh. the senior member. And I'm looking at right now in my study uh, the barometer that, hung next to the front doors to the right in the full house living room. Oh, yeah. And Stamos has the couch. I don't know how he got it. He had people go in and steal it and bring it. I don't know what he did that in the night. He's got other stuff. I have a feeling he's got the the whole stairway and the the archway and the alcove under the stairs in his backyard. He's a a big paraphernalia keeper. But um, we're like (laughs) brothers. Dave, John, and I are like brothers. And... And the girls aren't girls, they're women. And I love them. And the kids on the show are, are wonderful people. So that's what was wonderful about yeah. it, was seeing everybody again. And we would have a lot of, any of the stuff that you saw online, you know, on, on um, Instagram or Facebook, you see us hugging and crying, and it's all real. You know, uh, there's, it also makes you look at your your life and how it changes. And I'm going, how can I get, how did I get older? What the hell happened to me? But, um <laughs> But, you know, it's nice. I get to reach out and people feel like they know me from that or they know me from comedy. Or they know me from other things they've seen me do. And it's um, it's a gift. It's a gift to have made so many people happy. And uh, I appreciate your question. But thank you so well, much. And, and stay healthy and um, say hi to the two people you live with. <laughs> and, and I will. And be well. And you will see your family. Everybody will see each other. We will not just be streaming on Zoom and FaceTime, we will we will all be able to be with the people we love. And the key is for them to be safe and for them to practice the things we're told to do right now because that's what we were told to do. And I trust those scientists right now because we got no other choice. So um, oh yeah, we'll get through this. We'll get through it. And it's not easy, but uh, we will. So you just be well. And uh, thanks so much. You were a delight to talk to. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Stay well and have a good one. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye bye. That's just so sweet. Um, and I, um, I don't know what to say. That was Sophie and uh, nice people out there. There's nice people. So I'll be making calls again in future episodes. But I've got a bunch of other stuff to do, which are my interviews, and then I'm just going to do some talking, just some riffing, and. Uh, and just connect with you that way a little bit. There's nothing wrong. One way conversation is, uh, you know, Jerry Seinfeld says, you know, it's a discourse when you're doing stand up and you do all the talking and you're not interacting with people, which is how he does it so well. Uh, it's still a discourse. The audience is your other, your other, but I do talk to people in the audience sometimes. And that's what I love about doing this show. So what you got to do is uh, you got to rate it and rate it really high. Do it like, uh, you know, Barstool Sports, Stool Presidente. Go the other direction. Go high. Don't go low. Because 
I hate reading bad reviews. I've had so many bad ones. So there's also a review you got to put in there. Uh, be kind. You know, think of think of uh, think of my mom who's no longer with us, and say, okay, I'll give you a couple points. And you got to subscribe so you can hear it all the time. And then I'll be uh, uh, that that number that you can call that's right up there on the thing that's right there. You call that number and leave a message, and then I will post on Instagram and Twitter when I will be calling you guys uh, between the hours of blank and blank because that's how I say everything's a blank. Most of the stuff I used to say on television ended up being a blank, and I would get bleeped, but it would be planned. Conan would always plan it with me, but I'll talk about that next time. Anyway, you guys take care of yourself. Uh, This has been uh, Bob Saget's here for you. I'm not ashamed to say the name out loud. Thank you so much, guys. Be well. Be well.